All right, class, settle down, settle down. Who's up next? Uh, Dan, why don't you give your presentation? Do I have to? Yes, actually, it's for your final grade. Yeah, I don't want financial aid to drop me. Okay, so, uh, oh, okay. Here is my report on cats. <sighs> so, <laughs> cats are a native species to the planet Catonia, where they live in what? frolic. <laughs> Shut up! This is my presentation. They live in frolic in the valleys and in the nooks and crannies of every corner of every door of every house. And um, they own the houses because it is a cat-infested planet called Catonia. And um, they they spend their time knocking things off of tables. How dare you reveal us to the humans? I, Catatonia, will zap you with my string with a shiny hook. Wait, I'm getting my fish metaphors confused with my cat metaphors. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is not good. <laughs> They're going to figure out I'm secretly a fish man. Are you? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. What amazing comedy that was. It's just spectacular. It's so good. Fishman reminds me of, um, I, I watched uh, Jabberwocky recently, if you've ever heard of oh, that. Oh, yes. I've heard of the Jabberwocky from Alice in Wonderland. Maybe not the film. Yeah, yeah. So it was um, written, directed by Terry Gilliam from Monty Python. So it has Monty Python elements to it and some of the same actors. Okay. The main character always talks to this guy named Mr. Fishfinger. And just Fishman made Ew. me think of that. And it's, <laughs> Ew. It's so that makes me think of Salad Fingers. <laughs> Ooh. Disgusting. Oh, well, now let's go down a 90s or, I mean, early no, 2000s no, 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 no. rabbit hole of E-Bombs world. Um, let's reverse <laughs> back to the indie film review. Stop it. You are forcing our hand, listeners. I can hear you. You're saying, don't talk about the No, we're talking about the film. Okay, we watched this film called... Um, by the way, we're the indie film review. We review independent films, and we were we were sent this film by a man, um, a myth, a legend named uh, Blake Leitner. Yep, that's right. It's Avatar: Way of the Water. Wow, what a great indie film! I can't wait to review it. Blake, so Dan, what did you think of Avatar: Way of the Water? Blake Leitner sent us um, a film called "We Need Rent Money." It is a comedy. It, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's it's basically... Yeah, it's a stoner comedy. Yeah, stoner comedy. So yeah, let's get right into it. Dan, what is We Need Rent Money all about? We Need Rent Money is about three roommates who are in college. One named Larry, one named Fred, and one named Sanders. And um, they are losers. They're, they're drug addicts. They're alcoholics. And they, they don't know how to um, scrape a measly $2,000 together for rent, and um, they're going to get evicted if they do not. And along the way, they they hijinks ensue, and they lose a shit ton of money while trying to make money. And um, yeah, that's, that's, basically, that's basically it. Yeah, just a bunch of goofy assholes goofing around. Yeah. Fucking partying and doing stoner stuff. It's, like, it's kind of a throwback to like the classic... You know, half-baked stoner films of the era. Yes. Like, I don't know if they really make... Like, mainstream isn't interested in making these kind of stoner films anymore. Uh, after Seth Rogen, mm. Pineapple Express, I think that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he killed it? <laughs> They're like, all right, we've had enough. 
Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll come back into style eventually. So, Dan, question for you. Yes. So throughout this film, they have these like a little achievements that'll pop up yes. to kind of accentuate a scene or to show you where you are. It'll be like you have arrived at your destination. It'll be like a little kind of like uh, what's that little symbol? It's like a re- reverse teardrop. Oh, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like a little yeah. pin. Yeah, the little. It, um, it's like a little pin mark. It'll be like you're mark. here. I, what? Did, how did you feel about those little inter interstitial graphics they put? in I the thought film? they were interesting. Like at first, at first. I'm like, uh, I don't like it when cell phone shit pops up on my screen, but because it was consistent and because it like was, it was the replacement for title cards instead of like saying meanwhile yeah. or, or like two days later, like it just, it just came up really quick and it was just kind of thematic because they, you could imagine them setting, you know, alarms for themselves. I just like how slick it looked in the film. I thought it looked good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it didn't annoy me at all. And uh, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. You know, it. I don't know if it like added to the comedy or anything, but it added to the style of the film. Yes. So I was able to enjoy it that So way. really quickly, I want to bring this up before I ask any more questions. This film, like many stoner films, is more of a stream of consciousness <laughs> than it is a structured film. The structure is there, but it's so fluid that it's almost like the structure doesn't matter. Mm. If that makes sense. So if you're not prepared to be like whisked away immediately and not been able, like not be able to hold your bearings or like anything like that, then this film will take you off guard, but like be ready for a pedal to the metal, like zero to a hundred. And I'm not going to stop we're just going to go straight to the end kind of film. Yeah, this film is plot-wise kind of all over the place, even though it's a fairly simple premise, right? It's like, these guys seem to make money. How do they do that? Um, but we'll, we cut to, like, different characters. They're different, like, sub-characters. There's a lot of other things going on that kind of... They do tie together at the end, but it's not really too important. They're just kind of like little bits. That leads me to my first question for you, Jared. Uh-huh. Who was your favorite character? Mm. I would say Sanders. Sanders, yes. I like it has Sanders. To be Sanders. He was really good. Everybody did a good job acting, but Sanders, like, he just the way in which he married his character, that that actor, I don't I don't remember the actor's name, but the the way in which that character was played was mm-hmm. insane because he he just became more and more crazy as the film went on. Yes. I think he's a co-writer too. Is he? Uh, it's yeah. Samson Ray Simon, I believe plays Sanders. Pretty nutty fucking character. (laughs) Pretty fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I think overall the acting was all right. It ranged from like, "Mm, maybe we should take another take Mm -hmm. to this is, this is passable. It's one of those instances where I feel like the further we go along in the film, the better the better the yes. the acting is getting. 100%. And and if you look up a lot of the credits for for at least the main cast, this is Blake's first film. A lot of the actors in this, it's their first role ever in a film. I didn't and know I, that. I think it's yeah that's, yeah. that's stellar then, man. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Uh another note noteworthy actor I liked was the character, the guy who played Wally, Raymond Power, he's been in other stuff, mm, but he was really yeah. fun in this. And I, I like the landlord a lot too. Uh, yeah, he, 
He, for some reason, I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. He's only been in two things, like this and another low-budget indie. He looks like an old character actor from, like, the 80s and 90s. <laughs> right? Right? Yes. Like, There's a very, how like, have I you know not been acting your entire life and he's just... I know exactly why <laughs> you think he looks familiar, because he looked familiar to me, too. And I'm like, what, what was that guy in? Anyway, um, Jared, do you have a question for me? Sure. How did you feel about the music? Music? And sound effects, sound design, all of that. Okay, some scenes had amazing sound design for being a first film. Some scenes did not have good sound design. Like, the, the sound design, like, in terms of the microphone and, like, picking up yeah. dialogue, that became inconsistent. But it was mm -hmm. something that I was able to overlook, surprisingly, because of how bonkers this film gets and it yeah, yeah, yeah. kept kept making me ask questions um the music i i like the music a lot the the theme song we need rent money was wonderful that song um, was great yeah just the sound design just the inconsistency is is there but that's kind of to be expected with being a first yeah, film and yeah. how how much dialogue is in this like there's a lot of dialogue that they're going through and like this film is almost two hours long so yeah they they do a lot of uh different location shots and like they there's a scene where they're in a parking garage and if you're going to film in a parking garage the echo is going to just be out yeah. of control so there's there's certain things like that where there's nothing really to account for that other than just shooting somewhere else or or having like really high-end equipment which would be tough so it's like eh, you do what you can what about the dressing up young people as old people in this movie? Where you just kind of, you're like, okay, we need, we need you to play this character's dad. And we're like, all right, uh, spray some blue gray, hair on me. Yeah, some gray uh, spray paint. Was it gray? I thought it was blue. Blue? Get your fucking eyes checked. I guess. Cheese and rice. <laughs> all right. Dude, I never, I never care about it. I, I think that is... I don't know. Maybe it's the Miami Connection loving me, but like it made me think of Miami Connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I was like, "All right, this is acceptable to me." To me, that's just—it's an endearing thing. It's just like, what are we gonna do? We need him to look older. I, I know. Let's let's spray paint his head. Uh, it's funny. That parents plot with Sanders was a little strange, but we can get into that more. Uh, okay, no, I it was strange, but I loved it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is the most insane thing I've ever heard of. I just wish there was a couple more sentences to set up why his parents wanted him to do this. It was, I don't know. Let, let's just, let's, should we let's, get into yeah, it? Let's just get into it. <laughs> okay, so we need rent money. You can rent it. To give them rent money on Amazon, it's only like a dollar. You can buy it for three bucks. It's super fucking cheap. Apologies in advance. It seems like we're having recording issues. So if, I don't know, we're doing our best right now. <laughs> so, all right, spoilers. Here we go. Spoilers. So they, three, two, they, one, spoilers. Go, Dan. They get expelled from school, basically, because they're fucking stupid and <laughs> smoking weed in class and failing they basically flunked out of their class right yeah yeah and um at that point they don't have financial aid and they were depending on financial aid to to pay for their new, yeah, yeah, yeah their new lease first of all let's talk about the dynamic of characters mm -hmm. that was the first thing i liked about this film is the dynamic because you have two best friends living with a third roommate so the third roommate is not necessarily friends with them but he's in the same boat as them. And I, I, that is something I don't really see that often. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a third party who's, mm -hmm. he, he, he has to go on his own journey that the friends don't go on. Anyway. I don't know. Maybe I'm just 
Seth Rogen in my brain. Uh, it's some kind of worm that I've I've grown to expect. But like the buddy comedy really can go a long way for me. And I feel like nobody in this film were really like buddies. You know what I mean? There, mm. there wasn't any like bonds or any, even with the two best friends of uh, Larry and Fred, I rarely got to see them like connect with each other at all. Yeah, the, the, the characters weren't developed because we were too concerned about going forward in the plot because there was so much plot to get through. Yeah, and I, I really wish we would slow down and like have them have their moments or, or have like some of their own stuff going on. I mean, the closest we get with Larry and Fred are the two girls, mm-hmm. but that that whole thing was handled strangely. I didn't, I didn't really get that dynamic too well. Because it's like one guy doesn't like the, the girl that he's paired with, in the film, I mean. And then the other guy, I guess he does? He thinks they're dating. But they're like, hey, we want to go out to like pizza with you guys, and we'll pay. And then they get there, they have the pizza, and then they, they skip out on the bill, but it's like, you guys weren't going to pay the bill anyways. They said they were going to pay. Why are they mad at you? I don't know. Did, like, did I miss something? I just felt like it was a little confusing. I was confused at that scene only because it, it took me a while to get that they were skipping out on the bill. By the time that we finally said, oh, oh, wait, they are skipping out on the bill. I'm like, oh, they're skipping out on the bill. That makes sense. Well, because I, I didn't think they needed to. And it's so like the whole thing with them that that grouping was like, were they trying to win those girls over? I don't know. It almost seemed like they were just annoyed by them. And they had like, let's have a scene with the girls and the guys. And they're like, oh, uh, why are we here? We don't care. And it's like, okay, well, if you, you guys don't care. And like, what are we accomplishing in this scene? I don't know. And the only thing that would be left would be the comedy. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I feel like that was some of the weakest stuff was like those scenes. Cause I'm just like, I don't know. Here, I don't know what we're doing. Here's my major critique. This film did not pick up for me. Until about 40 minutes in. The comedy did not start really hitting until that 40 minute mark. And like I could see and appreciate the narrative and I can see and appreciate the jokes being told. But I didn't start chortling and laughing out loud and like really just anticipating more and more absurdity until about 40 minutes in. So there's a lull there, but the lull is easily forgotten and forgiven because... What happens after the lull is fucking insane. The LOL. <laughs> Get it? Get it, Dan? One of those jokes, going back to what we were talking about before. So uh, Sanders, the first way he tries to make money is he goes and he tries to work for his parents. But working for his parents entails they're going to try to pimp him out as a rap star. <laughs> Which is like, what? When you say you're going to go work for your dad... No one ever thinks my dad's going to try to make me into a rap singer. It, I, it was strange, but it, it did turn out to be one of the funniest things in the film yes. with Little Sandpaper because Little Sandpaper is fucking amazing. Yes. That music video, anytime they did a music video or a montage, I'm like, yes, this rules. I love this. Well, mm, okay, we're in spoilers. The second montage where they played parts of the film that we've already seen because they needed to have more film, that was kind of annoying. But the mute, the song was really good. The song was great, yes. And I understand why they wanted to use the whole song. You know what I mean? Another montage is when they did the scamming stuff mm, with Sanders. Yeah, okay. And they're doing like, we gotta scam them. I don't, I don't know how the song goes. <laughs> but like in that warehouse, yeah. that was really, really yeah. funny. The whole scamming arc... I could have watched an entire movie of Sanders climbing up the scammer ladder and becoming the ultimate scammer. Yes. I'm like that. <laughs> Let's see that movie. Cause that premise is so funny. Just like this low life deadbeat asshole 
alcoholic drug addict guy suddenly is introduced to scams through an infomercial or some stupid shit. One of my favorite scenes with Sanders is whatever. Okay. There's two scenes. There are two scenes back to back. And I, I don't quite understand how they worked because it seemed like they were too close together. Like there should have been something in between them, but it's both the scenes at the park where they meet Sanders at the park. And, um, Sanders is saying that he uh, scammed a clown and the clown comes. This looked directly out of something that me and you make when like we were young, like filming. This looked like the, the exact kind of shit that we would film, but go ahead. So he's telling everybody, he's telling Larry and Fred that he scammed all these people. And he's like, yeah, I even scammed Calvin the clown. And he's like, wait, what? You did? You scammed a clown Jesus named Calvin? Christ. And he's like, yeah. It was really dumb. The fucking, he's in the fucking park hiding behind the tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he comes out and he's like, I knew I recognized your voice. I'm like, oh shit. The clown gonna murder him. So stupid. Anyway. And then he smashes him on the head with the bottle yeah. and he's bleeding everywhere. Yeah. And he goes, All right, well, I guess I go get more money. Like he just stands up like everything's fine yeah. and walks off. Now, 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 and this is where it cuts to a new scene the beard in the guy? park, and that beard guy is Sanders. I was very confused about who that was supposed to be. Yeah, no, that's Sanders. That was a very funny scene, though. It was just didn't make any sense. Well, yeah, like that is one of the best scenes in the film. Is him talking to that stupid dog. Well, he goes, hey, uh, you see this wire? Ah, you don't need this. And he throws it behind his back. That was really good. Sanders does a lot of stunt work in this. And Oh, no, there's a couple. There's a couple where I'm like, that hurt what he did. Yeah. So they're not doing stunts where, oh, you get thrown off screen and land on a pad. No, they show the entire thing. So there's a scene where he Sanders gets hit by a shoe while he's wearing lingerie. Because <laughs> he's he goes to a party and he acts like a real piece of shit and they all kick him out basically and he's like well can I have my stuff and he gets hit in the face then they cut to him flying through the air down concrete stairs onto a concrete ground and he lands and I'm like that's him that just happened <laughs> he jumps out a window he does like a bunch of crazy shit he does like five or six stunts the scene where he's getting waterboarded <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. They're, they're, <laughs> this film is insane guys <laughs> everything happens um no they're they're dunking him in that plastic uh bin but he's hitting his head on the edge yeah. of that while he's doing it i'm like dude that fucking hurts so good on you sanders for being such a trooper i'd be surprised if he didn't break a bone or a rib or something doing this doing that shit and look it looked pretty nuts yeah oh what was i gonna say oh i had a thought and that thought has been murdered <laughs> first time for everything <laughs> whoa dude what a big old roast how did you feel about the landlord kept sneaking into their house and stealing their drugs and stealing the drugs and then he does the, like a whole roster rap holy shit that was so good whenever this movie gets surreal or crazy is when i enjoyed it the most mm. that's the point i wanted to make yes. okay so there's that whole you know roster rap thing out of nowhere the clown thing was great one of my favorite things though is when the two best friends are sitting on the couch and Wally's like, he's like, you all better stop acting like babies. And then they both had bibs on them. And he's like, wait a minute, where do these bibs come from? He's like, you got those bibs on. Cause you're acting like babies right now. He's like, you better start crying like a baby if you want me to help you. And they both just start weeping like babies. And I'm like, more of this. 
I don't need this to be in the real world. Just make it as silly and as dumb as it could possibly well, and be. Well, they, they, they did. Yes. They did a lot of the time. Like, whenever Wally... Okay, so basically, uh, Larry and Fred lose the drugs, and they, they lose, like... Um, two thousand dollars, or they, they they lose like two thousand dollars at first, but then they lose like even more whenever all the Molly gets stolen. And he's like, man, that was five thousand dollars worth. Yeah, of no, it was five thousand dollars worth of cocaine. Anyway, at one point, Wally's like, man, I'm out of, I'm out of everywhere. Like my girls treat me bad, and I'm out on the streets. So I'm gonna start squatting at your house because you lost my drugs. Yeah, and then they fuck up even more. He's like, now I'm gonna invite all my friends, and they're gonna live in your rooms. <laughs> And the friends are Jose and oh, I forgot the other one t- now too, but the other one comes in <laughs> with this fucking man on a leash and's like, this is my dog. <laughs> yeah. There's even a scene where uh, Sanders sneaks into one of the rooms to steal the drugs or whatever, the money. And the, the dog man's there. He's like, roof, 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 roof. And he punches him in the face. <laughs> that was pretty great. That was pretty good. I like that. Uh, All right. All right. All right. So final thoughts on this film. What do you think? What do you think? I think the stream of consciousness lends itself to absurdity. So I think the absurdity in this realism, and I think we would have had, if we had more absurdity in surrealism, like maybe less time leading up to it and more time actually like getting it to be crazy. And it doesn't have to be so surreal. It could just be like, you know, just silly sketches because, like I said, it's already a stream of consciousness. It's just it's there's it's just going, 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 going. The narrative is not necessarily what matters. What matters is the scenes that we are put into. So, if you go in wanting a full story about kids not being able to pay their rent money, that you're not going to get that. But what you are going to get is this this kind of fun romp that yeah. just it doesn't stop. And you just kind of have to go with it. So I, I enjoyed it. So the film wasn't as funny as I'd like it to be. There definitely were some moments later on that were really getting me. I think maybe this film could have benefited from having the three leads as like the silly insane characters in this world and then have more people be the straight man like people dealing with just the absurdity of them existing and their nonsense there's one more thing that i have to um like this film addressed a guilty pleasure of mine which is bro bro jokes oh my god the bros there's there's three bros in this and like the main bro is like having a conversation with another bro and they're like making bro puns. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I didn't sell all across the brochure for this. It's like, Oh yes. Keep, please give me more. Yeah. I like that. They're throwing the Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we could have had those three as yeah. the real villains in yeah. this and have them like just harassing the boys or trying to like mess things up for them. And then maybe like, have them just more involved in the story, I guess, because they're almost like the opposite of what the three main characters are. I also don't think the FBI and the cops, that stuff didn't really work too much for me because they're like all crooked cops. Okay, and they, they, they do like this 1930s like, yeah, okay. see, ah, we're going to get him. The, the FBI guy, the lead FBI investigator, he's the one that does that. The FBI teams up with the police. Yeah. I know this is coming out of left field, but we have technical difficulties. Anyway, I want to say one more thing. The FBI, like, they team up with the police. They infiltrate a party to try to, like, take down the drug kingpin and um, and the scamming kingpin, Sanders. Yeah. 
And the cop's costume of choice to fit in with these teenagers or these college students are tight shirts that have printed on them the Marty McFly costume from Back to the Future. <laughs> and they're both wearing it. And they even bring it up. They bring it up in the film. It's like, why are you dressed like Marty McFly? And I laughed so hard. <laughs> it's really dumb. <laughs> it was hilarious. I like the, uh, the, the female cop that walks up to them. She's trying to use slang, but it's like oh, yeah. from the fucking 1950s or something. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good too. So yeah, this, this movie has some charm to it. It's got... It, it's got potential, like you said. All right, let's end this podcast before Dan's recorder just explodes. Yes, because it's uh... we're having a bad time here with that. Uh, Dan, why don't you do plugs? Guys, you can find us on Twitter at AnyFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at AnyFilmReviewPod. You can email us, like Blake Leitner did, at the, Blake Leitner. the Indie Film Review at gmail.com. Um, hey, guys, we have a Patreon. Because our film list is so big, mm. and you want the film list to be small, you give us a uh, five data, and then you so big a film on a small list instead of a big list. So small, so fresh. Get that tiny little film. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you all for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Go check out the Necropoticon dot com for other cool podcasts. Uh, appreciate you, Dan. Final word. Hey, guys. I need rent money. <gasps> Give me rent money. Yeah, what about our needs? That's it. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.